Welcome back to the next edition of Talent Talk, edition number 15 on the year. We will be ringing in the new year with a special edition that features another inside look at the athletic department. And our previous feature interview looked at the former Aze the Osprey mascot. And this week we will be talking to a few members of our facility staff that make everything from games, matches, and practices to even graduations run smoothly. And there's a lot of work that goes into those things that we love to follow. And we hope to highlight that today. But before that, let's go through what went down over the last two weeks in UNF Athletics. Men's basketball is continuing on its gauntlet of road games. The Ospreys have two more road contests on the ledger. They got one tonight at Kennesaw State and another at North Alabama Saturday. The Ospreys have dropped a pair of tough road contests at Syracuse and Dayton. UNF now has 191 triples on the year leading the country thanks to 13 contests with double-digit threes. All told, UNF has faced two ranked opponents this year in Florida State and Dayton. Women's basketball is now finished up with non-conference play, going 7-6 and six after a tough non-conference slate in which it faced three top 20 teams and four Power 5 teams. Adrian Jackson poured in a career-high 22 points in an 80-60 win against a tough Holy Cross team December 28th. Janisha Green also put up a double-double in that win, leading into another W against Crosstown opponent Edward Waters New Year's Eve. Around other sports that aren't in season, volleyball's Rocio Morrow earned a special award December 23rd. The freshman was named to the VolleyballMag.com All-Freshman Honorable Mention Squad after finishing the regular season atop the nation amongst all rookies in digs. Former Osprey indoor and beach player Karina Hoff signed a pro contract to play with TSV Hartberg. That's in Austria. She will begin play in February. After that roundup to close out the action in 2019, let's get into our talk with a pair of members from our facility staff, staff comprised of many more hands, but today they'll give a look at what all of those guys do within our department. So thanks for coming on the show. We've got two guests in the studio today. Um, we've got Bryson and Sean from our facilities crew. Um, just a couple members yeah, on yeah, our yeah, facilities yeah. and operations crew that makes you know everything happen from events uh, to practices to um, game management, in-game management, pre- and post-game work. There's a lot that goes into it. And um, last couple of weeks, we've taken a, a look at some other people in the department from a former mascot to a cheerleader, um, you know, just to other people that make this department run outside of our, you know, the student athletes and the coaches who, who were, you know, working their games and, and trying to promote them. So thanks for being in today, guys. And hopefully we get a little inside look at what goes on, um, you know, day-to-day here in the athletic department. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, for sure. Glad to be in, glad to be in. Yeah, so I know you guys have been, you know, hassling me to get, get you on in front of the mic here. So <laughs> just you, every game. Yeah, long, just, just every, every other game, game, yeah, at the very least. The long-awaited. <laughs> We're going to make this worth it. <laughs> so, um, so you guys have, uh, looking back to last week, um, you're hosting Jacksonville Giants. Um, that's, you know, that's another thing that goes on and that's, you know, not just a UNF athletic event. You know, those are outside. You guys are doing things like that. You guys are, you know, helping with our events, but, um, track meets for high schoolers and doing things like that. Um, we talked about before getting on air, just how much goes into the job and probably how much your opinion of the job and scope of what has to happen has changed since you got here. Um, how much has that changed before you knew about, um, this position? 
Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm a student staff member, and so it's, it's definitely a different experience for me, but something that I'm thankful for is that UNF is very immersive. They let me get right into it. They don't hold anything back. It's not like, I'm, oh, I'm just a student guy. Like I'm here with the full-time guys working hard, sweating, blood, sweat, and tears, as they say. I think I've had all of those except for the tears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've cried about this place yet, but I've definitely uh, bled and sweat over it. Um, but it's definitely changed a lot. You think you're coming in to, to, to just when you start out, especially as a student staff, you're just there at games a lot, and it just kind of looks like you're watching the games. But the more you do it, the more you realize like there's a lot going on. Like you're checking up on a bunch of different things. You're, you're all over the place, um, and a lot of it happens before and after, kind of pre-show, post-show mm-hmm. stuff, if you, if, if I may. But um, it. You once in the beginning, it seems easy, it seems fun, and in the end, it's still fun, um, but it's definitely not easy. It's uh, it's definitely something you gotta want. But I think for more of how it's changed, you definitely wanna. I think Sean can talk better about that. He's been in a lot longer than I have. Now, like I've, so like I started out as Bryson, like I was, I was student staff. I would come in, do all the little stuff. All the stuff that one my dad didn't want to do, two, that, <laughs> or just stuff that he couldn't do, and it it got to the point where I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this isn't mm-hmm. bad. I was also at the time of school where I was just like, I cannot do the medical field, mm-hmm. and I was like, one, my experience is not in the medical field anymore, and it got to the point where I was just like, I got to make a de- another decision, and that's when I just kind of looked around. And I was like, oh, I'm around sports every day, so I might mm-hmm. as well look into it. Mm-hmm. And then once I got into graduating, that's when Irv reached out to me and he was like, hey, you did our internship with us, or you did your practicum with you. You're going to stick. Can you stick around? I was like, well, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And just within these four years, I've done stuff, done, met with people that I've never, never in my life. Like, I got to deal with a, a stand-in president of the United States that's something that's a big event yeah and then i got pinned by their secret service that's stuff that never in my wildest dreams i would Mm -hmm. ever think of and doing stuff like that i got to see the women's men's and women's national team for soccer got to go to their games got to do stuff like that got yelled at by their staff (laughs) there's stuff and i've had seen people get in arguments with very high. I mean, that's one of the benefits. And I mean, you can speak for our, you know, our department too, and, you know, communications and you get exposed to working with coaches. Like we we're just talking with, you know, Tubby Smith was here, you know, just last month. And yeah. as a yeah. fan growing up, you know, I'm <clears throat> sitting watching him coach Kentucky. Yeah. I wouldn't and really say a fan. Yeah. Being that, a yeah. Little, but I would, yeah. But still seeing Tubby Smith right. who won a national championship. Mm-hmm right in front of you mm-hmm. and having a conversation with them that stuff I would never imagine. Right. And so you get exposed to that and you can speak on, you know, both of your guys' standpoints being students and the benefit of working as a student and how much we rely on students oh, in our department too. I mean, it it goes without saying what they do and what they get exposed to doing and they'll end up, you know, being in front of the computer and doing the in-game work and for you guys doing that in-game work that, you know, you're doing at at um even, you know, bigger venues a lot of the time in the future, you know. So um, it's, you know, it, it's more valuable than you can even realize going into it, which I'm sure is yeah. one of the perspective changes you guys no, have had. I know from like my experience, just from being a student and now being full-time staff, it's gotten to the point where not really doing the actual ex- work experience is the most that they gain out of it. 
it's more of just sitting and talking with whoever. So I know like my mentor, he's no longer here, but he would just the communicating part of it, like just talking about what was going on, doing that and had building that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. I thought was more important than learning what wires to plug in. Mm-hmm. How do you put this here? Now, yes, I would still call him after the fact. It would be like, hey, I wasn't paying attention. Help. Mm-hmm. But the more of, hey, he knew, he, he trusted me enough to where he would still let me call him. He'd still let me do stuff like that mm-hmm. on when he's no longer with UNF. Mm-hmm. The, that relationship, I think, is more important. And that's what we kind of get, we build. Because I know I would never be sitting here next to Bryson, mm-hmm. who is a student worker. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that if we didn't have that relationship in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess it's a PSA in a sense to students, um, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely like sport management, I would say is it's definitely not an extremely hard major, but it's extremely valuable and you can make it worthwhile. And I think one of the ways to make it worthwhile is to get involved. And I think, uh, one, one thing that I would say is, um, you, you sit in a classroom and you read a textbook and you take a test and you're like, okay, cool, I'm passing, mm-hmm. but what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And then you come here and you like read that textbook and watch it happen in front of you. Mm-hmm. You read about the structure of an athletic department and then you're like, oh, I know who that person is in my athletic department. I know who that is. Mm-hmm. And so it's something you don't get just sitting in a classroom. And, and that's no knock to kids who are doing that, but it's definitely something that I would suggest, like go out there and do something. I mean, especially if you're in a city like Jacksonville, where we have the opportunity to, or at a school like UNF, where you have staff like Sean and Nick and Brian and Irv who are willing to kind of take you and show you and groom you to be in their shoes one day, go out there and do it. There's no way. So it's definitely a PSA. That's something that I think definitely a perspective that's changed for me is that like at first it's just work. It's just something you're doing. It's kind of fun. You're interested in And then you're like, wow, this has really helped me grow a lot. Like I really feel like I'm prepared to go out and be a professional and go do the work that I'm studying to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, even on our end, um, I was filling out a questionnaire for um, our field, COSIDA, and they asked, you know, what was one thing you wish you had done in college? And I said, I, I just, it wasn't really a thing per se. It was, I'd wish I had got started as a student earlier because that's two years of experience, you know, right there that I missed out on. I didn't start till I was a junior and we have students in our department that have started out as freshmen. I'm always telling them like, you know, things, you know, far in advance from yeah. what I did and you're yeah. exposed to things and you hear people talk about things and you know we can just sit, sit and talk about an operations meeting that Herb puts on where you know we're bringing in people from you know your guys's staff and our staff and marketing and you know and, and ticketing and um, you know other people in admin and you get to see what actually the conversations are because yeah. there are problems that are needing to be solved that you didn't even know existed which yeah. is which is basically your guys' job. I mean, there are so many different ins and outs that are not, you don't pay attention to. And for me going to arenas and stadiums my whole life, Mm -hmm. you know, and just accepting the fan experience. Oh, you see that these are the people behind the things that go on. So, I mean, going off of that, I mean, just, you know, talk about what it's like to, you know, put on an event from, you know, a small event to anything as big as the track meets that we host. I mean, I think from, the small events to big events, one thing that remains the same is planning. And I think that's something that this department, um, under the direction of Irv and Sean and Nick and Brian, we do very well as planned. Um, we do our best to get in front of things before they happen because we already know. We're going to have a list of stuff that we're going to have to solve once the event starts that we didn't know about. So let's solve the stuff we can. And I think mm-hmm. the small things, like the small events, it's like 
just because it's small doesn't mean you get to kind of like, oh, we'll just figure this out when it happens. Like, we still plan, and I think that's something that I have to definitely say I've learned, and I tip my hat to these guys is showing me that, and planning always matters. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys, like, kind of acquire those skills? Because a lot of them are really niche skills. You know, do you do most people in facilities departments, like, you know, I, I've put up windscreens at, you know, my high school baseball field, but it's a little bit different at every every fence, you know, obviously. Yeah. So you're going to have some nuances. So where do you learn that? And where do you, you know, learn to chalk a batter's box and to, you know, kind of move a basketball hoop? Is that something you pick up like your guys' case when you're students or you see get done? Well, I think it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, like when I say a little bit of both, like, yes, you pick it up a lot. A lot of, I would say the majority of it comes from like, seeing it happen and people showing you how it's done but I also think it's like you have to come into it with the mindset of I want to make sure that I'm doing this like the best way the way I was taught but also is there a better way to do this so like yeah you put up one screen since your baseball field and it probably didn't go how you wanted it to and <laughs> yeah we like it kind of hurt it was <laughs> like 25 <laughs> degrees <laughs> we, we like to think that we're professionals but there's times where we'll do something it the job get done it looks beautiful and then we're like we could have done that what else can we do? yeah we could have done that way better like we could have done this instead of that and so I think it's like, yeah, you come in with a skill set and you learn a skill set from people, but also being willing to adapt and being willing to see, okay, I've done that. It was pretty successful, but there's always a better way to do something. And so I think, like I said, it's a little bit of both. You definitely learn a lot from people and then you have to kind of be on your feet a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of you got to have the mindset. You got to have the mindset of learning anything and everything. Mm-hmm. I never played baseball like on a actual team like I've yes I know the sport I know everything about that but when it comes to actually doing it hands-on couldn't tell you but it's showing up and learning asking the questions watching the people that know how to do it and then once they kind of trust you enough or they have no other option you're gonna have to do it and then so now it's either you mess up and you don't get to do it again or you learn and you do it well enough and then you just keep asking questions and you keep critiquing your own self. But if you don't have that mindset of wanting to almost fail and be okay with that, you you won't make it here. You won't do this very well. Um, yeah, go on. Oh, and you definitely, like, going back to, like, how I'm thankful, like, you definitely have to be in a, a place that you are – going to give it your all and you know what you want to get from it like I know that I want to become a better facility manager through my time at UNF and you have to express that to the people that are your bosses like Sean and Nick and Brian and Irv because they and you have to have someone that's willing to take a chance on you but the only way they're going to take a chance is if you prove it and so if you show up and you do the bare minimum or you care a lot but you don't show it it's easy for them to move on because they've done it by themselves before and they'll continue to do it by themselves. But if you show up and you say, you know, I want to learn this, I'm going to do everything I can, I'm going to pay attention to everything and then try to do it, you definitely uh, will be successful and that's where you learn those skills is by having the right mentality. You don't have to be a handyman. You don't have to be this genius. You don't have to you will become a handyman yeah well that's one of the interesting things is a lot of people kind of seems like they have more of a semblance of that what's Mm -hmm. going on and how to do those things though whether it comes you know mechanically or um you know working all it is is mainly just you do it by a daily learning because if you don't do it obviously it's like riding like yes you can't say it's like riding a bike because you won't forget but if you do something every day 
you're going to get better at it. If you work with your hands every day, you're going to get used to it. And and like Sean said, you got to be willing to fail. So like when I say you don't have to be a handyman, you do need to know the difference between a Phillips head and a flathead. And if you don't, you have to be willing to get told like, hey, man. You're not doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> like a flathead has <laughs> a flat end <laughs> on it. That's why it's called a flathead. Screw. Like you have to be willing <laughs> yeah. to get that criticism <laughs> and then be like, okay, I, I need to yeah. pay attention more. So when you're like, so you, definitely something I did was like, I may not know what a tool is called, but I will pay attention and see what the tool is used for. And then we're like, oh, this is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So like when you're not like mechanically minded don't be afraid to be wrong and sean kind of talked about that earlier but that's kind of when you say people look like they know what they're doing that's because they embrace the fact that you know i'm not going to know everything i'm going to be wrong they're going to say a tool name and i'm going to be like i have never heard of that in my life Mm -hmm. but i'll figure it out (laughs) and then there's also sometimes where there's times that i yes it looks like i know what i'm doing don't ask me what's going on in my head because i am going through stuff i was like i hope this works and half the time it does, but that's just by chance. Mm-hmm. But majority of the time, it's it's in a dire need. Something goes wrong. Go back to the tennis scoreboard. I had no idea what I was doing. I got it to work. That's all that matters. <laughs> just trial and error a lot of the time. And there's more jobs out there in the world that you know rely on that than we realize exactly. partially too so if you you have a lot of the physical labor and you you know event work um and obviously there's office work too mm-hmm. um it, you know might be split up am- amongst the facilities department as a whole um, going on you know other people's plates but if you're doing office work what's kind of um you know the brunt of that what does that look like for office work wise that goes back to the planning part that is when so brock would know the best like I'm never in my office. Mm-hmm. When you once when you need me, don't call my office phones. I will probably not answer it. But my office work is planning for everything. So you have all the security stuff. You have all the housekeeping. You got janitorial. You got recycling. You got custodian. And so you guys are all involved in that just for well, the people if, that. If we don't do that. Mm-hmm. They're not there. They won't be scheduled. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can. Scheduling and staffing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say all of us. I, um. Not only am I student staff, but I'm just kind of the muscles. All right. <laughs> 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 I, sh- I show You're up. Baby I, I, I do help, but a lot of the office work is done by the full-time guys because that's that's <laughs> where they're at. I show up when they need muscles. When they need, no. Um, because a lot of it is tasks that they crank out very fast. Like Sean said, they're not in the office for long because they know, like, okay, Oh, I have 30 minutes off. Let me sit, let me rattle off 30 emails. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something I've seen Nick and Sean and – uh, ben when he was here and all of those guys do before. Um, and then, yes, Irv takes the blunt of a lot of the paperwork. He does a lot of the stuff that no one ever wants to sit down on. He does all the meetings. He does all the conference calls, everything along those sorts. But when it comes to the daily nitty-gritty paperwork stuff that has to do for planning, that's me and Nick. He does all the contracts. I do all the budgeting, all of the just pretty much planning and scheduling wise but yes it's it seems like a lot if someone would look at all that we do but when it comes down of sitting down and doing it it's not that hard it's pretty much just getting all the dates right making all the schedules are correct Mm -hmm. and then once it is just we already know what numbers we need we expect we know what the crowd is going to be and that's pretty much just like your biggest factor for everything Mm -hmm. and then once you know that you just go and but that also, the only way you know that is by doing it mm-hmm. and by learning from experience. So, like, if I would tell Bryson to do it, 
he would have a lot of questions of, okay, how many do you want here? How many do you want for this? What do you want? What do you do normally on weekend games compared to day games? But that you won't know that until you sit through years and years of going walk down the hallway to Irv, be like, hey, Irv, what do you want for this? What do you want for this? You know the questions to ask the, yeah. the longer you're around it. Yeah. It, get, you it gets to the point now where I do spreadsheets for everything. Send them Irv. I was like, hey, how's this look? Good. Send it. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the scope of our paperwork. Second nature at yeah. that point. Do you guys have a favorite um, kind of task within, you know, an event per se, like preparing anything? Is there something that you enjoy the most? So at baseball, we have to pack the clay in. And like I said, I'm, I'm satisfying. The I'm yeah. the muscle. No, uh, <laughs> sometimes you, you, you're up at like six in the morning, five in the morning, depending on the, the event. And so kind of just taking five minutes and just throwing mm-hmm. something at the ground as hard as you can is like this is what i needed yeah. i needed wake yourself up yeah. Yeah. and i wouldn't say that it's something that i like super enjoy i'm not like a guy who wa- walks around all day waiting to like tamp clay down <laughs> but it's something that like kind of lets you relax because there's not many things in life where you can just purely get out like mm-hmm. frustration and tamping something down. there's a lot of people that are sitting behind a desk it's exactly, their yeah. it's their yeah. enjoyable moment I you know a it's stress a ball doesn't work yeah. for me yeah. like, <laughs> i can't just squeeze a stress ball all day so like <laughs> that tamping definitely helps uh probably for me it would have to be putting up the pole vault stanchions mm. there was an event it was east we had to move them in the middle of the meet because the wind was shifting the next day those are 20 feet in the air. There are four of them. So how do you move them? <laughs> oh, <laughs> how do you, you like them? to know? <laughs> it's, uh, they are... It's an affair, to say the least. We, you have to have six people that can handle weight. They are close to almost 500 pounds. They are very big and bulky, but after you do it, and to see how quickly we did it during East, that was probably one of the moments that I was just like. Satisfied. Yeah, yeah. I was completely mm-hmm. Because as soon as that finished, I was like, all right, yeah, we're done for today. Mm-hmm. But all right, the way we do it for everyone that is listening, it is. So just imagine two 20 feet tall, ginormous poles. They are. Ce- not cemented, but they're bolted into probably 50, 100 pound. Oh, the bases? Yeah. Bases are probably like 200, yeah, probably something like that. They're pretty They're pretty heavy. Very heavy. And they're just, they're just sitting there. They have four pins, and they're connected by a hinge. You obviously have to take the four pins out and then walk the pole down on the hinge. But that's a pole that's 20 feet high and 500 pounds. It is it is very weird to say the least. When you're down there watching the pole come at you, you're like, "This thing weighs 500 pounds. It's 20 feet in the air, and, and it's we're just gonna it's a very awkward. Yeah, and we're yeah. just gonna catch yeah. it. But I, I think like if you're listening, and you're like these guys are crazy. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, it's, first of all, you are correct. Um, but second, I I completely agree with Sean. I think that it's frustrating when we did it the first few times because we didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And then trying to put them together the first yeah. time was the worst thing in the world. But I like what's so satisfying about it is when it's done is like we did it as a team and yeah. like that's one thing it's like a lot of time, uh, not a lot of time like we will be frustrated with that task but then like we'll joke around we'll get the task done but when we finish it as a team you're like 
that was good. That mm-hmm. was that was, I wouldn't say fun, but I, I also you get you get enjoyment after the yeah, fact. It's, satisfied, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How is the um, field of athletics changed um, in your guys' field since you know, you started getting exposed to it? Has there has it changed? you know a, a different responsibility is kind of added or another elements thrown in there because i mean for a lot of industries and in athletics obviously with technology and social media you know there's been a lot of you know it's kind of ever flowing is there anything like that for you guys for us it's it's obviously going to be technology because mm-hmm. getting exposed to you know the boards and kind of are yeah, even helping with yeah, us yeah, stuff yeah, with yeah, us yeah, that yeah. we demand or we need it's more of just it's just getting used to the the whole thing, pretty much the entire world updating everything. And then, so it's, and then just everyone's, dema- not really demands, but their expectations. It's just getting, pretty much prepping everything for that. And so for us, it's definitely going to be technology. Trying to learn video boards, replay systems, helping out communications, helping out marketing with their own problems. Because, yes, they might not know exactly what's going on, but we deal with the scoreboards. We kn- we deal with that stuff on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Do we know what's going on? Not even close. But we're at least willing to help. We're willing to jump on a softball press box and put stuff down. Do stuff like that. Like that's Help ta- tape down a camera <laughs> with yeah. me or <laughs> run, run some cords from it. Yeah, But it's, it's definitely technology, and I think just as the way that things keep going i think it will always be technology mm-hmm. just because things are only going to get better faster and that you're going to have to keep up yeah i think it's technology for sure i think of uh example that i would think is like we got a, a bunch of new track equipment because i mean and it was very nice equipment and ultimately like immediately it's like oh this is our responsibility now like we have to know the ins and outs of this obviously the track coaches are amazing and they want to learn and they help Mm -hmm. us with it as well but at the end of the day like a lot of time they have to focus on coaching so we have to focus on getting the the facility prepped if i can speak and so like it's even like a rule change and like you know in terms of like you know changing of a line or dimension on a court or you guys having to deal with that or with with that part of it that's really not really anything we deal with okay yeah if the line's not there yes we got to make sure the line's there you're you're exposed to at the very least like you know repainting certain areas for volleyball or you know touching things up and setting up the helping with the nets Mm -hmm. and you know that i I think there's there's other stuff as well i mean a lot of the rule changes may not apply to us specifically but i think of one the shot clock changing Mm -hmm. in women's basketball or Mm -hmm. men's basketball men's basketball changing from 15 to 20 uh, that's something we we check the scoreboard like I said every day. So that's something we have to change. And then I I do replay at our basketball games when you go into the table staff meeting with the officials. So that's a question that they ask in the beginning of the season. It's like who's involved with, or even yeah. referees yeah. during the game? Yeah. They're, they're like, saying who's doing what? Yeah, Where do yeah. I go for this? For somebody that wants to get into athletics in general, and then what would you say for somebody that's interested in doing facilities? What advice would you give them? For athletics in general. I know Bryson talked about this earlier. It's just showing up and asking, asking whatever they need. Because the way Bryson started, we ran into each other setting up for graduation. Not an athletic event, nothing along the sorts. But he knew that I worked in this field. After the event, came up and asked, hey, would you be mind if I volunteered? 
or if I showed up, helped out sometime. We're not going to say no to free help. He showed up and he killed it. If if you do, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to take that step. We have a student now who's Tyree Singleton. If he he's volunteering right now, you know Tyree. You I think I've I've tried to, to take him as my worker to too. To <laughs> That's to what I do. <laughs> but it, he took out. He took. He went on the ledge and he asked. He's not doing it for internship. He's not doing it because they're making him do it. He he has a drive to be around sports or just around stuff like this. He's taking a chance. Yes, there's stuff that you're not going to be good at. There's stuff that you're going to learn that you never want to do again. But you don't know that if you don't come out here and try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the advice I would give for athletics and facilities is – two main points um like I, we've been saying the whole time is be willing to fail and and know and be willing to change your plans and be and and go for what you want um i came into college i, I like i said I, i'd help my dad with baseball fields i'd helped in my high school with baseball fields and football fields and stuff like that but i came into college a pre-law student wanting it's planned out gonna go finish my degree and three, three and a half years, I'm going to go to law school, graduate, and get a job with a firm. And then after maybe my first semester, I was sitting on the floor with my roommates, like, I'm going to fail out as a pre-law student. <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't good. And I escaped that semester with, I think, uh, two A's and escaped. three B's. Yes. And that's, that's more than escaping. Yeah, that's yeah. passing. That's yeah, a that, lot better that's than that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I promise you it's escaping. <laughs> that's I felt like it. That's it, a lot. Really the reason least. I was sitting on the floor is because I was not the, not sure those A's were going to even be B's. <laughs> so when they showed up as A's, I was like, okay, I need to thank the gift I've been thankful for the gift I've been given and move on. Um, and I knew um, it was kind of a serious moment for me. It was like, I have to change my plans. I planned out everything. I know exactly where I want to go in life, and now I don't think I want to do that. And so I worked to graduation, saw Sean and them, and, and I was like, you know, I, I think I want to try that. Like, I like sports. Sports has been involved in my family the whole time. I don't mind, like, doing stuff like that. And so I went out and, and, and volunteered with them. And then at the end of the semester, I started around this time, uh, my first year here, and at the end of the semester, I think I was texting Sean, and I just decided to, like, see how many hours I'd worked, and it was, like, 450 hours. Wow. And so it's like, wow, it didn't feel like 450 hours. I mean, it felt like a lot, but it didn't feel like I was there for 450 hours, and so, like, then I knew, okay, this is something that I care about. It's something that I would be willing to keep doing, and I didn't know that. I wasn't positive of that, and so, like, the advice I'd give to like any college student now or high school student or anyone who's thinking about their life, like, you know, you might not know what you want until you go out and do it. And so I went out and did it and, and I enjoy it. And so like, and then the be willing to fail. I think I've talked about that a few mm-hmm. times today. Um, you go out there with your plan, say, this is what I'd like to do. You do it, you fail. And you're like, can I try again? Will you let <laughs> me do that again? <laughs> and they're like, no, no you get no. to watch. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And then if you sit there and you watch after a while, they're like, okay, this kid's dedicated. Maybe we'll let You're him try one more time. And, and and to go off that, I mean, the full-time people that are working with the students, they take note of the people that can qu- catch on quick, which, I mean, is yeah. definitely your case. And I'm sure it was yours when you were a student, too. You know, I mean, they see it, you know. Yeah. And it's, it, they don't pass that up because <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're definitely <laughs> helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know 
I'm speaking on one of my interns last year, you guys know Logan. I mean, they, they see what you guys do and then they're like, Oh, that exists. And then they obviously see what we do in communications and they're like, Oh, that that's also a job. And the same can be said for any other department in athletics that needs student workers. Um, and that's whenever, you know, I go talk to classes and other people in the department talk to classes. We emphasize like there are so many different things that, can um, benefit your future that you don't know exist and that, that will change and you know you need to be around and yeah, you might I mean, appreciate yeah yeah like be honest and you start a job working with communications and working with mr brock over here and you're <laughs> like this is fun but i think i'd really like to try yeah yeah. yeah you see yeah, that yeah. you see yeah. that they like that and we, mm-hmm. we had a guy from oh where was he from he was, he was doing his grad school in coastal great kid probably one of our hardest and brightest workers we've had i'm offended (laughs) josh is super smart okay all right sure i'm joking no no offense i agree he showed up he wanted obviously he wanted to start his internship with us with facilities no offense to josh not the strongest or not the best with his hands but he he did well he was very capable with what he was doing with. But he had that moment of, I'm not having fun with this, or this is not what I want to do. And then that's when we went around the office, was just kind of like, oh, here's here's so-and-so, here's this what they do, yada, yada, yada. Then he ran into Big Nick, Nick Morrow, with business, and just doing that stuff on a daily basis. And when I say that Josh is bright, he is pr- he is a whiz with numbers. And he saw what he did on a daily basis. He's like, oh, I can do that. I can do that better. And I was like, don't tell him that, but go have fun. (laughs) And he was such a big help for when he was here. He has now gone to Oklahoma, done with their business office there. He is now at Clemson doing their business stuff with their athletic department. Well, that's perfect testimony of the difference. And that was just Mm -hmm. because he tried it with us, didn't Mm -hmm. really like it, saw something that he knew he was good at and he's like i can do i can do that and mm-hmm. he went out and he he's doing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you never know what yeah. little plant the seed and what it comes to mm-hmm. in that in that field and i say that to students all the time yeah, yeah. when they come oh, through sure. yeah uh any other remarks that you guys want to make about your job or about your time here so far at unf and about the, the field uh no i think i gotta give a shout out to all the people who who got me uh Got me in this. I mean, Sean, Nick, Ben, if you're listening, uh, Irv, anyone, anyone who definitely helped because Josh, who's up in Pittsburgh now yeah, with Pittsburgh. the Pirates, um, it's it's it. I, I'm very appreciative for it, and I pay it for it a thousand percent. Um, I, I've done stuff around this university where I'm working with freshmen, incoming freshmen, knowing that I was just there a few years ago, and I'm like, this is what I've been able to do. Now you go out and do it. And so I can only do that because of the people before me and the people who helped me be where I am, be successful as I am. So I definitely got to give a shout out to them and then be uh, thankful for all of that. So once again, another PSA for all the students out there that might be listening or hear this. You know, opportunities here with Sean and Bryson and Irv, Nick and uh, Biggs over there in facilities. And um, thanks, thanks again for sharing everything today. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's always nice to be able to highlight those things uh, 
in the athletic department that you know make the things go go around here as we're you know in a little bit of a home um, event lull for the for the time being. So thanks again, guys. Yeah, no yeah, for problem. Sure. Thanks for having us. Um, if you're listening, go ahead and smash that like button. Yeah, subscribe the, and hit the like button. The, the <laughs> most liked video on the page. <laughs> very <laughs> very well done. He's he is he has watched a YouTube video before. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very really proud of myself. All right, thanks again, guys. <laughs> um, Fun talk today with Bryson and Sean. Thanks for all that you guys do. Quickly, we will give a look inside the action next week. Tonight's men's basketball plays at Kennesaw State before going to North Alabama Saturday to close out seven-game road stretch, as mentioned before. Women's basketball will play North Alabama Saturday and then go to Kennesaw State Monday, January 6th. Swimming opens the 2020 portion of the schedule January 3rd at Gainesville. We'll take on Florida Liberty and Vanderbilt. And spring practices open for a number of teams next week as a number of sports open play this month in January. So thanks again for listening to this week's edition of Talent Talk. We will see you again next week.